0: It's all going to be okay in the end. If it's not okay, it's not the end.
1: All right, welcome to this week's episode on Align with Purpose. I'm here with Gavin and he's got a pretty incredible story and message that he's going to share with you today. And he's really big on the topics of like limiting beliefs and money mindset and just really taking failures and reframing them all within your subconscious brain and so we're going to get deep in there so for you entrepreneurs this is going to be a conversation you don't want to miss so i'm going to hand it over to you basically immediately because i want to know for you in this journey that you've been on what has it meant for you to be aligned with your purpose
0: oh man um well you're just handing me the mic which can be dangerous thank you for that um yeah, so what does it mean to me to be aligned with my purpose? I think, you know, as I start, I'll, I'll share my story here. I didn't even really know what my purpose was. I was just doing things that I thought I was supposed to be doing. I was following everyone else's rules and I was listening to what everyone else thought and, and following external validation. Right. And so for me, the biggest part of being aligned with my purpose is being really, really specific about my purpose and about my mission and my vision. Um, I even find myself often, you know, when I'm working on my vision and doing that stuff that I now know how important that is, that I'll sometimes have the tendency to borrow from other people or have the tendency to be a little vague in my wording when I really need to be very specific, like, what does that word mean? What does that mean? What am I saying there? So I think alignment starts with clarity. I think that I think that's a big thing for me. Does that make sense? (laughs) I hope so. It's
1: like the number one thing needed or else, hey, you can't be aligned to something if you don't know what that something is or what's important to you. So absolutely.
0: Yeah. And I think a lot of people will set goals that You know, I always say we do a lot of 90 day planning with my clients and I'll always say like, this needs to be so clear that on day 91, if I were to ask you, like if we were to go for coffee and I were to say, did you do it? You, the only two answers are yes or no. Like that's how clear your goals have to be. That's how clear your vision has to be. Um, Otherwise you're going to find a way out. Like you're going to find a way and, and actually that's kind of how the universe works. I think is like, if it's not specific, it's going to do this like little wink at you and be like, see, I still got your goal, but it's not the way you thought that I was going to do it. Ha ha ha. You know?
1: Oh, so true. It's like ordering at a restaurant, a very specific sandwich and you've got to tell them exactly what you want. You've got to tell the universe exactly what you want. So yeah, completely. Mm
0: yeah I want a BLt but uh you order a sandwich like it doesn't really make sense um okay, but you wanted to hear my story so let me let me rewind as to how I became a guy who comes onto podcasts and talks about mindset and how I started was my mindset essentially was the thing that held me back from potentially making millions of dollars and playing professional hockey. Um If you talk to anyone, I was you know 17, 18 years old, so this was way, way back two thousand and five. Um, I probably had the skill set or close to the skill set to play professional hockey as a goalie, and I could not wrap my head around failure. I could not wrap my head around not not getting everything I wanted and not getting it in the exact way I wanted it and as soon as things started to get difficult. Um, I started playing the blame game and it really, you know, it really unraveled for me basically through one season. I kind of orchestrated a complete meltdown that culminated on New Year's Eve with me getting I'm a goalie and I got into a fight and um, I got my nose broken and that didn't, that, that didn't go very well for me. <laughs> uh, you know, 10 days later I was traded and it just like spiraled out into, um, you know, more disagreements with coaches, more not playing very well and all of these things. And so um, that when people hear that, that, I think it's a really powerful recognition for a lot of business owners that. I did the one thing most entrepreneurs are most scared of, which is I blew my potential. You know, I I truly did screw up my potential, Um, yet I'm here and I speak in front of groups and I have a successful business, right? So they're like, oh... Well maybe it's not so scary then right so so that was kind of where things really started they kind of that pattern continued as I tried to grow uh, I had a personal training business that was quite good after university and then I was trying to move that online and trying to grow businesses and these same patterns were coming into play as soon as things got hard as soon as failure kind of started to creep in I I'd, I'd turn it out to words I'd blame everybody else and all and you know all the things that most of us do. And I had a recognition, you know, thanks to a conversation with my girlfriend, who's now my wife, because she has conversations like that with me. Um, And I had this recognition like, okay, I could keep going down the same path and going through this same cycle, or I can put my shoulder down and I can really do the work. And the work for me was like diving into what my limiting beliefs were and what my subconscious, how that was holding me back. And when I started to do that, funny enough, everything that I touched started to turn to gold and and everything started to get better.
1: Wow. So I'm curious, what was that point of no return for you?
0: The point of no return in what sense?
1: Just where you just decided that's not the way I'm going to live anymore.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was like right around Christmas 2019. And I was trying to, I, I had my fitness business that was good. It was a good business, but I was just, I was just done with it. I was ready to move on to something new. And so I was trying to build this fitness business, coaching business, and I was selling high ticket. And I was doing all the sales and I was doing all the everything. And I was like lamenting to my wife, like we're out Christmas shopping. And I'm like, it's the middle of winter. And I'm like, uh, oh, these leads suck or I can't get leads or whatever. And she just stopped and she's like, are you sure this is what you want to do? And like, I had this, like this irrationally, like I got like really angry. I was just like, yeah, of course I'm sure. Like this is the thing. And she's like, well, like it doesn't seem like you're enjoying it very much. And like your personal training business is pretty good. Like, are you sure? Or you know, maybe you're charging too much. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like I'm like angry at this point. I'm like, no, this is the thing. This is the price. And then it was like this door unlocked in my mind. that was just like, Gavin, you're doing the exact same thing you did with hockey. You were blaming your coaches and blaming your teammates. Now you're blaming the leads and you're blaming your coaches, your business coaches that they're not doing the right things the one common denominator here is you. And it was just at this time where I was in this coaching program where they were like leaning into mindset and leaning into like subconscious work. And I was resisting it. I didn't want to do it because I didn't like it because I wasn't good at it, right? I had never done it before. And so it was this whole like, perfect storm of that recognition. And then I had the tools like right at my disposal. And I really just like, I put my shoulder down. I leaned into the coaching. I was that annoying coaching client that just got tons of support, but I, I totally flipped the script at that point.
1: Wow. That's really neat. And so is this when you were able, because you had that help, you, you now had more awareness. So you were able to recognize those patterns.
0: Yeah, I I think that's it. I think it's, um, And so this is a really, I think a good jumping off point to talk about like failure and to talk about feedback because I was really frustrated and angry and my wife asking those questions was a total reframe for me of the way that I normally dealt with things that weren't going my way. And this is how all high performers in my experience deal with this, right? We get so busy judging ourselves. We get so busy being angry that the things aren't going the way we expected them to go because we think that, you know, God or the universe should just bow down to everything we want in our timelines, right? So we get so frustrated by this that we actually forget that when things aren't going well or when we're like failing or making mistakes, that's the best place to find feedback. It's the fastest way to grow is to recognize like, oh, I screwed that up that doesn't work. And I can go and kind of like get closer to the path that I, that I want to be on. Right. So it was like, she was with her asking those questions, even though they were questions that really frustrated me and that I didn't want to hear those were that that was like the shift from judgment to curiosity that I needed. Because as soon as it became curiosity, I recognized like, like, no, it's not the price point, it's not the clients, it's not this, it's not that, it's me. And it just took that shift and, and that's a big thing I say to people, like judgment and curiosity are very close together as, as emotions, right? The change, the difference between those two is, one has a question mark on the end of it, the other one is just like a statement of like why everything is wrong with the world.
1: Well, that's very interesting. So true as well. And so, so you're in this phase. I'd be curious from there, so you started working on yourself. Did you end up having to restart anything? Like a lot of times people, when they're going through their own mindset shifts, end up pivoting and now you're teaching mindset. So I know there's a story in there of this shift.
0: Yeah. Um, well, what's funny. So that was a, you know, I needed to essentially burn the boats at that point. Um, and then, uh, I like to think that the universe burned them for me with this little thing called COVID about three months later. Uh, it was like, Oh, um, you want to get out of the gym. Here you go. Here's a worldwide pandemic where you're not allowed in the gym. So, you know, the me and the universe vibe like that, I think that's, you know, we have that kind of understanding. I'm sorry to all the people, you know, (laughs) I don't, I don't mean to trivialize COVID, but, um, you know, it was, uh, it was really the exact thing that I needed in that moment. Um, was to to have the bur- the the burning of the boats forced on me. Um then what happened was I I I found a lot of growth, you know, a lot of financial growth. I grew my team and I recognized in that time that um the the new the new devils showed up, new levels, new devils. Uh and those were um, not very healthy, um, money management patterns. I had no idea how to manage money and I also had no idea how to manage people. And that led to some, some issues of course. And then I got this opportunity to, because the business was successful on the outside, even though on the inside, it wasn't overly healthy. Um, I got this opportunity to coach for a company called early to rise. Um, owned by a guy named Craig Ballantyne, who's pretty well known in the business coaching and the fitness space. And he saw in me, and we kind of both recognized this mindset piece of, you know, taking his productivity and business coaching, and then we had another coach on the team who talked a lot about leadership and systems, and then putting my mindset flair on things, my kind of like spiritual flair on things but as i'm sure people listening are recognizing like it's not this like woo woo spiritual it's like this practical spiritual where it's like okay i'm a real guy i get it like we're not just going to go kumbaya in the woods all day like you know it needs to be practical stuff but there is also a spiritual component and i think that our clients really like that a lot so uh, Did I have to restart? No, but I think what I had to do was I had to really get clear on following the yellow brick road of the next indicated step. Like what's the next indicated step here that's gonna serve my ultimate vision, which is to connect great people and to connect uh, super high performers to the highest version and the best version of themselves. And so that's how I'm doing that now.
1: I love That was so beautifully said. The next indicated step on the yellow brick road. Oh,
0: gotta, you gotta bring back the, you know, you gotta bring back the Wizard of Oz, you know?
1: <laughs> well, and that's, that's the, that's the thing. And you say that and it sounds so easy, but there's people and there's someone probably listening. They're like, okay, cool. But sometimes taking that next step means giving up a lot. Like, potentially letting go of everything that they had built before, or it could be saying yes or no to an opportunity that's really important to them. So how do you, how have you brought trust into this? Cause I know trust is really big, especially when we're talking about practical spirituality, trust is big. How do you trust that?
0: That's such a good question. And let me, let me see if I can talk my way through it. So all, all of this, is based on a deep trust that the universe or whatever it is you believe in is conspiring to help me if you don't have that trust and and also this like faith that everything is happening exactly as it should and i will tell you you know i'm i sound like a prophet right now but i will tell you that in the moment It is not that smooth, right? There is a lot of thrashing and swearing and frustration and no, like, you know, but if I take a beat and I think about it and I zoom out, okay, the universe has my back. This is all happening exactly as it should. And I'll be okay. Right. a great mentor slash friend slash parent figure of mine shared, I think it was from a movie, you know, um, it's, it's all going to be okay in the end. If it's not okay, it's not the end. And it's just this great little quote, this reminder of like, Oh yeah. Okay. I just got to keep going. I just got to keep moving through. So, so that there's, and to that end, I have had to actively work on that. That was not something that I came into this with. I've always been an optimist, but that was not something that I came into with. Like I wasn't even a spiritual person, right? When I was playing hockey ten years ago, even ten years ago, when you know I was finishing my hockey career, um, I would have laughed in my own face. I would have been like, "This is a." what are you talking about? Right. Cause I just didn't, I I wasn't bought in on the fact that there was something. I I had this idea of like religion and God, but I didn't know what the heck it was about. Right. So I have had to actively work on that. And what I mean by that is, um, Alex has this awesome quote. That's like, you don't get confident by screaming affirmations in the mirror. You have to build an undeniable stack of proof. So I had to say, okay, this new belief that I think serves me better is that the universe is conspiring to help me. I have to actively look for evidence of that. I have to like go out and like every day actively find evidence. And I'll tell you this, Jamie, this is going to sound wild. Since I started that, the amount of times that I see 1111 on the clock is it's actually a little bit scary sometimes. Like I'll I'll say like I'll be like talking to my wife. I'll look over at like our microwave, and it'll be eleven eleven. Of like, Kelly, look, and she'll just be like, "Man, that is wild." Like my phone, I'll just like open my phone. Boom! It's eleven eleven, and I'm only really ever awake for one eleven eleven per day. Like I go to bed early, <laughs> so and it shows up so much. And that's just one one way we can look for it. You know, you can even look like for example, like the sun shining through the clouds or, you know, like the, you choose a great coach of mine once said, you're playing the game, you're the referee and you get to change the rules. So change the rules as you want, right? You get to choose what the evidence is, but I actively choose to look for evidence and train my reticular activating system to show me that the universe is conspiring to help me. And it seems to be working so far.
1: Oh, I love, I love that because, so I don't know. So we're in Sedona. Have you been to Sedona before?
0: No, but we've talked about this. Like you're like in the vortex, right?
1: Oh, oh yeah. So when we moved here, I didn't know what to expect. I honestly thought the whole vortex thing was way too woo woo for me. It's was like, yeah, that's all right. BS just to get us, us stupid tourists here. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, It took about a week before everything in my life started to change. And it has Mm. been, trust is the highlighted word here. And it's been this whole, like you have to let go and release the wheel. You've got to understand where you're going and that yellow brick road analogy was so perfect, but it's completely letting go that you think you need the how. That's been the biggest breakthrough because this is just a really silly example, but since we move so often, it's difficult. Like I've got so many friends around the world online, but finding them in person that aren't as transient as as us is very difficult. And so Mm. that's one thing I kind of put out about a week and a half ago is, Hey, I'm calling in my girl tribe here in Sedona, Mm -hmm. because we're going to stay for a bit. and. I didn't know how I'm like, how's that even going to happen? I don't get out much. I got a baby. I'm on these calls. I got friends all over the world. How, yeah. how am I going to find my people here within a week? Uh, sorry, this is like, I'm now I'm going on a tangent, but like within a week I had two girls move to the area that we're in. Like I can walk to their place right now. And they're super aligned with just all the things that I'm about. And so I didn't worry about the how, and I honestly didn't even get hung up on it. It was just, I asked one time, like, hey, this is my intention. This is what I'm calling in. And then all of a sudden, and that's just one example. It's been countless, especially since being here. But that's one example within the past couple of weeks of you don't need to know the how. You you, you don't even need to ask multiple times, just really once. And then what happens yep. is it just happens.
0: Yeah. And so I, I wanted to ask a question too, because which you basically answered, like, a lot of people will go to a place like Sedona or we've been to Tulum and it's, sorry, it's a similar idea, right? It's just a, it's a vortex. So we've been to Tulum and it's like, it's a vortex of the same thing. Do you have to like, there's still action that needs to be taken, right? Like you can't just go and be like, okay, here we are. Fix me. Right.
1: No, and there's been a few times actually that we almost left Sedona, not for a reason, like we wanted to keep traveling. We love it here. It was the fact that so much felt like it was going wrong. Just with the life and with the business that I was like, I think this is why it kicks people out at six months, because it feels like it burns everything to the ground. And what happened was I was in a breathwork session a couple months back and what I saw in the breathwork session with this was this phoenix like rising from the ashes like it burnt everything down but then it burnt everything down that was no longer in alignment and so it was just really cool like what you're saying like actively look for evidence there's been so much evidence that's revealed itself of no this is happening exactly as it should be you were actually out of alignment before it needed to be burned down and now here's what's coming of that next and so that was just Beautiful little plug-in, but you definitely should visit. Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> well, and so to that point, you know, the Phoenix can only rise from ashes. Like it there has it, it has to be burnt down. And I actually often find, you know, the universe I like to call them tripwires. So the universe will be like, Oh, like you think you're aligned? here's a test right or like yeah you think you've got it figured out here's a little tripwire for you and you know people who who believe in like god and are religious will say yeah like the devil is trying to pull us off course right it's the same thing it's like it's going to give you it's going to lean in and go like are you sure right so you you have to And, and, you know, like you said, you almost left, like, like it usually is those places where you're that close, but something keeps you. And, you know, like you said, letting go of the steering wheel and just, you know, following the yellow brick road um, that in my opinion is the definition of faith, of trust. You, you are believing in something you cannot see, but it's like, I can feel it. There's something. And then You know, Abraham Hicks talks about this. The exactly what you were saying is we have to be clear and very specific on the what and the why. What do I want? Why? And then we absolutely the most important part is letting go of the how. Letting go of the steering wheel, which, Jamie, I'm sure you can agree is so hard.
1: Yeah, (laughs) because the
0: let go of
1: you can't let go of the how if you don't fully trust.
0: So true. Yeah. And and so this is the thing, right? Whenever people, whenever we fall out of faith, it's because we're trying to control, right? And people like me and you and people listening to this, right? Most of our success has come from grabbing it by the collar and pulling it along and forcing it. Right. And recently, you know, we've, we've had some just challenging situations personally in our lives. And my wife found this really great thing that was like, are you going to try to force or are you going to choose faith force or, or faith and like, man, what a, what a great, like paradox of like two things, like, because, Hey, I'm sure for you and for me and for a lot of people, force has worked, but it's not working anymore. And so the only thing you can lean back on is faith and just like that I'm taking the action steps that I feel are gonna give me the best chance to have success, like putting it out there in the world that I'm ready for my girl tribe, right? And then back off, let go and see what happens.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's wild. And then this I feel like is a great place to plug in limiting beliefs because if you're not working on the how, you're focusing on trusting, but then you've got that little voice in your head that's telling you all the ways that you suck. Like how, what do you do then?
0: Yeah, and and you know, one of my limiting beliefs was that the universe didn't have my back, you know? And, and that will often manifest itself in, oh, of course this is happening again, or you know, yeah, of course I hit that red light or traffic or it's raining, you know? Right, so I'll often say to people that I think the so the hardest part <clears throat> of finding our limiting beliefs, so <clears throat> quick lesson on the brain, if people haven't learned this, ninety five to ninety eight percent of our brains are subconscious which means the identity like who we th- see ourselves as what we believe about ourselves in relation to the world the stories we tell about ourselves in the world and the stories that were told to us that is 95 to 98% of our brain and that is what is moving the chess pieces behind the you know behind the curtain 2 to 5% of our brain is conscious that's our logic our decision making our like yeah you're so smart right? That's what that is. And what most of us are trying to do is we're trying to logic our way into success, which works to a point. There's a great book that exemplifies this called The Ant and the Elephant. It's kind of written like a children's book. And the author says, uh, the elephant is, you know, stands for the subconscious brain and the ant is on the elephant's back. So that stands for the conscious brain. And he says the ant can walk as far and as fast to the East as it wants on the elephant's back. But if the elephants move in West, it doesn't matter. Right? So we can set goals and work harder and push, 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 push push, as much as we want towards these goals. But if our subconscious brain is like, yeah, but you're an idiot. And yeah, but you're stupid. And yeah, but you can't do things that other people can do. None of it matters. All this hard work is for nothing because you're just going to come back to the exact same place you were if your subconscious brain isn't aligned. And so the hardest part of all of this is finding the limiting beliefs is actually like because because they're unconscious. They're the, it's those things that we say as if they're as if it's truth and fact, but really it's just a belief. And so, some of the ways that I've said to people that you can find these is whenever you are <clears throat> talking about like why you haven't hit a goal yet or whatever, or maybe why you struggle with something, look for your yeah, but, like, oh, you know, I could make a million dollars, but. I'm not good enough yet. Right. Or, but uh, I have bad money mindset or whatever it is. Like a lot of people, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I don't deserve it. These are pretty common ones. Um, You know, a big one that a lot of us grew up with in our age age range, because our parents came from the American dream generation, I like to call it, uh, is money doesn't grow on trees and money is yeah, bingo. Right. As soon as I say that, right. Everyone listening is always like, oh yes. Okay. Keep talking. Right. Money doesn't grow on trees, which exemplifies money is hard to earn. Money should be hard to earn. So for me, I had grown up in the middle class. Money doesn't grow on trees world. I'm now playing hockey, which is literally easy for me. It's not hard. I'm like so good at it that it's easy for me. So you can see that I thought money was going to be hard to make so i'm going to like pull myself or i'm going to actively make it harder because it shouldn't be this easy to make money so we need to look at what are the things we were taught as kids because oftentimes our subconscious beliefs are you know embedded by the time we're like seven years old and our brains don't have can't comprehend that right so and they're there to protect us but so there's, what did we learn when we were young? Where are yeah buts? Like where are like, this is why I can't succeed. And then when we can figure those out, then we can go to work on, on changing those beliefs. On Because changing those beliefs really is a decision. I'm ready to change then ingraining those beliefs and embodying those beliefs. That's the looking for evidence piece. That's the piece that like, there's no hack. There's no way to do it quicker. You just have to look for evidence every single day, all the time. And then in six months or nine months, you'll wake up and you'll be like, whoa, I'm a different person now. I'm a better version of myself. Holy crap. (laughs) You know?
1: Yeah. That's so special. Yeah. It's interesting how sneaky it can kind of sneak into the picture with these yeah buts and just these stories that can play on repeat so then when we're talking about rewriting that or realigning what are some tools or some strategies that you typically use i mean i'd say my main one is journaling but do you have yeah what what do you walk your clients through
0: yeah number one is journaling i would completely agree i i even if i have nothing to say i write in my journal every day I just write something and I keep <laughs> to, them all too, just to get the practice. It's like, we're in a tiny oh, yeah. moment.
1: This, this is full of <laughs> journals. I'm like, Oh, I got to get rid of
0: them. I mean, of course, of course. Cause you've got to have that just in case you want to do a Matthew McConaughey and write a book based on it, because Hey, that, that worked pretty well for him. And for me, I enjoyed it too. So journaling is definitely one. I also like when you come across one of these beliefs, there's a really, really quick way to rewire or to at least spark the process of rewiring and that is uh byron katie's four questions it's literally called the work uh, and it's from this this awesome woman named byron katie and the four questions are okay so what's the belief that i have about myself let's go with a simple one i'm not good enough or i'm we can even pull out good i'm not enough boom that hits a lot of people when i say that so i'm not enough question one is is this true right? And this is your opportunity to go, well, maybe, I mean, I have a lot of evidence that it's true, right? If your brain wants to be stubborn, it's going to be like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it could be true. Like, you know, this is why I'm here, right? Some people know the assignment and they're like, no, it's not true. I know what you're doing, right? But a lot of times we just need to like clear out the the muck, right? Like, okay, t- tell me why it might be true. Question two usually squashes it, though, which is, do I know this to be true without a shadow of a doubt? Like, is this thing that my brain has made me think is a fact, is it actually a fact or is my brain just saying it like it's a fact? Cause that's what our brains do, right? They go like, okay, this is a, this is a truth that you're going to live by to keep you safe. When in reality, it's actually just a belief. So question number two Everyone answers no to that. And if they don't, we can have a little conversation, right? But everyone answers no to that. And then we can agree, okay, this is a belief then that that can be changed. Awesome. So question three is, what happens when I buy into this belief, right? If I live this way, what happens? And they start to list out all the things that they do or don't do. And generally it comes down to it's what we call a self-fulfilling prophecy, We do things or don't do things that lead to us fulfilling this destiny that we think is our destiny, right? This belief. So that, you know, makes people feel pretty crappy about themselves. And then we ask question number four, which totally flips the script, which is, I like to change it a little bit from Byron's initial question, but it's like, what could happen if you chose to believe something different? You don't have to like stop believing this thing, but just like if you just chose to believe something different also, that just serves you better, what could happen? Could you be the first millionaire in your family? Could you, could you serve your family better? Could you, could you be a better coach? Could you be a better partner? You know, and you start to list those things out and you're like, I'm missing out on all this stuff just because of a belief that I have. Whoa. And then This is the most important part. It's called the four questions, but I think the bottom part is the most important part, which is the truth is, and then you finish that sentence with, again, and I often say to people, don't just pick the opposite because there was a time, I'm sure you have done this too, Jamie, where I thought affirmations were the thing. So it's like, okay, I have no money in my bank account. I'm going to do the affirmation that I am rich. Your subconscious brain is a great BS detector. And my subconscious brain was like, you're not rich, man. You have no money. What are you talking about? Right? So it has to be something that like serves you better, but you can actually like really like align with still like it sits well in your soul, you know? So maybe it's not like I am good enough. Maybe it's like I'm getting better every day, right? That serves me better than I'm not good enough, you know, but it's still not like the opposite. So you kind of got to play around with that and soften it sometimes. And then the key part is, the truth is I'm getting better every day because share a piece of evidence, make sure your subconscious gets evidence of it. Because I learned this thing yesterday, or I did this or in the past, I've done this, right? Find some piece of evidence. And then we go to work every day. I actually will put it in my phone when I'm working through a new belief and I say this to my clients, put it in your reminders every day. Boom. You know, wh- you know, find a piece of evidence that I am good enough. And it just keeps hitting you and you write it down and it keep and th- and then like I said, 3 to 6 months down the road, we wake up as a different person.
1: It's huge. This is a very timely conversation. Uh Steven, that's my fiance and I were t- having this conversation this morning on a walk and it went down a a similar path of you don't yeah what you said you don't flip it to the opposite it's more something along the lines of I used to be bad at this or I used to do this but now this is the new way because of this it's like a new framework for it and because yeah you're right it's not believable and then therefore it's just not going to work yeah
0: and if there's any any shadow of a doubt, or if there's like any fracture in there, your subconscious is going to weasel its way out. Right. Cause it's what it does. It's again, it's just trying to protect you. Right. So it will try and weasel its way out. So, you know, even to, to your point of the conversation you guys were having, maybe it's even just adding the word yet. I'm not good enough yet. (laughs) Like, like that can be the simplest change that can change the way we view ourselves within the world.
1: Absolutely, wow. Well, you've mentioned quite a few books and resources. Like I'm curious, based on this conversation, what do you feel would be a nice book to recommend?
0: Can I recommend a book and one other thing? Yeah. Okay. The book that I actually recommend is by, I think I re- I mentioned Abraham Hicks mm-hmm. earlier. Yeah. Uh, it's called Ask and It Is Given mm. um, by Abraham Hicks. Um, and you can actually find it on YouTube for free. Really? I think it's just, if you just go like Ask and It Is Given uh, audiobook, it's on YouTube and someone just reads it. Um, but if you want to support them, get it on Audible. You can. You can get a paperback for a good price. And and it's just, it takes you through what she calls or what they call the emotional guidance scale mm. and just like becoming more aware of your emotions. And I just think it's an incredibly valuable book when it comes to this kind of stuff. Um, and the other thing that I want to recommend is, uh, I haven't even told you about this, Jamie. Um, we created, I created a nine and a half minute money mindset visualization on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And we actually really made it as, as easy as possible to consume. So you can consume it while you're walking. Like you don't even have to close your eyes as long as you can kind of like visualize in your mind's eye. And even if you don't care about making more money, which like, I don't know too many people who don't care about making more money. It's all about retraining your act, reticular mm-hmm. activating system to look for abundance and so the way you view money is the way you view fitness and relationships and all those other things. So I use money because a lot of the people that you and I work with want to make more money, but it's a totally free resource. I'll, I'll share with you the link and then you can drop it in the show notes, Jamie. Yeah. And it, actually, if you're, I think you can just type in daily dot but I'll share the actual YouTube link with you as well. Because I, if, if someone listens to that daily, it's like nine minutes long, they're going to, they're going to retrain their brain to start to look for abundance. Cool.
1: Yeah. I can't wait to check it out. And thank you for the book recommendation. That one's actually been on my list, but it was kind of like towards the bottom. So I just bumped it up to the top. So I'm going to read that one next. Nice.
0: Just got Uh, bumped up. Yeah.
1: Cool. Is there anything else you're feeling called to share before we wrap it up here?
0: Yeah. It's so funny that, that. Every podcast I'm on asks me this question, and it's this thing that I never end up getting to in the podcast until they ask this question, which is it's right above my shoulder here. And so if you're not on video, you can't see I'm pointing to the believe sign from Ted Lasso that I have in my uh, office. But I want people to know if you're listening to this, you have everything you need inside of you to succeed already. There is nothing that you don't have. The only difference between you now and you who has everything that you could ever want is your self-belief. You can choose to believe in yourself right now. And it's that simple. Like Ted Lasso says it, so I'm gonna repeat it. Just believe in yourself and watch what happens. Because I think someone who has the tools and tactics, which we all do, and believes in themselves is incredibly dangerous and is going to have so much success.
1: Beautifully said. That's why that's my favorite question, because that's always the mic drop moment. <laughs> it's like, oh shit, I'm glad I didn't skip over that one.
0: <laughs> I agree. It's it's a, And it's a great way to kind of like bring this whole concept together, that sentiment of just like, freewheel and just believe in yourself. Like it's that simple. And you can actively believe in yourself by finding evidence that you're doing good things. So there you go. Look for evidence that you can believe in yourself.
1: Thank you so much for just being here. So much value. Appreciate you.
0: Thanks for having me. And thanks for just for the great conversation.
1: You're so welcome.